Okay. Hey, all. As ever, we are your dudes. And we're here to talk to him. Uh, so true. You know what? I, I Let's just cut all the bullshit. Let's cut all the glitz and the glamour. Mm. Let's cut do the theme out. song. Cut Let's it do out. the theme song. Let's do the theme song. You ready? One, two, one, two, three, four. I can't do this all I can't on do my all own. On my own. I know. Is that Hatterack? Quasats Hatterack. Hatterack. Sweet. We did it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 Um, it was. It was fine. That was fine. Hmm. So that one, that one was just fine. It was, yeah. I think it was better than the last two weeks, but it was not as good as the the highs we reached. What? What? Uh, uh, I don't. I feel like I feel like every time we do the theme song, you're like, oh, that was the best version ever. And now this one's just fine. And no, we're gonna say the fine one is no. better than the last two. If you go back to the last two weeks, I I I called I called it as I heard it. I, I said that that I thought I, th- I think the last two weeks performances were poor. Hmm. Check check the receipts. I um I have the receipts. <laughs> so when you say you think the performances were poor, um are you like are 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 you also taking in like um like is there any self-awareness or self-criticism on your part or are you just like lev- levying all this on me? I wonder. <sighs> no, it's most it's it's almost entirely my, my myself. Really? Yeah, I, I, I think you're you, gonna be you're gonna be the fall guy. I think you turn in a a, a remarkably consistent per, uh, performance week in week out, and uh, I I, mm. I fluctuate wildly. Really? That's my God's God honest God's honest opinion. What uh, I don't know. What what do you think on the on the days where you don't deliver uh? you know, your, your, your better performances, you know, what do you think is holding you back? What's wrong? Let's unpack this. Yeah, no, that's a good question. And I, I, I would love to get to the bottom of it, but, uh, I, I, I have no clue. Some days I just, some days I just can't. Do you feel that way about singing all the time? Oh yeah. Is it just like this hit or miss kind of oh, uh, absolutely. thing? Yeah. It's, it's, um, yeah, it's, for me, it's for for me. It is a lightning in a bottle type thing. I can get to a point yeah. where you know I can get to a point where I'm, if I'm practicing uh, or like you know regularly flexing my pipes, that uh, I can sound um, consistently not terrible. Yeah. But uh, to get to good, to get to good, that is a um, some you know magic has got to be in the air. Yeah. So. Hey, well, I mean, I hey, Rob Thomas of Matchbox Twenty Fame would attest himself that it's hard to get back to good. So, I understand. Yeah, I yeah. I understand by by way of Rob Thomas. So what a man! I'm right there with you, buddy. What a man! What a man! What a mighty fine man! <laughs> <laughs> Just fine, huh? We're back to just fine. He's, yeah, just... Well, well, he's mighty fine, to be fair. Yeah, but like mighty fine, it's like, it feels like just being like, oh, dude, that was like super average. It's like, 
your qualifiers don't act like one kind of like mutes the other a little bit. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. It, 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 it muffles its uh, its impact. That's all. So it's like You're right. They're You're right. Mighty fine. Yeah. It's like okay. I don't know. Um. So. So children of Dune. Yes. Dune dudes. Colon children of Dune dudes. Correct. Reading children of Dune rather. Yes. Um. So this was he, these five chapters in total were just under 25 pages. So before we get into talking about the book, uh, there is one oh, matter oh. there's one matter of business we, I think we, we do need oh, to address. Shit. There's a matter. Okay, we do, we do so, need to sorry. I, I thought we were gonna cut the bullshit, do the theme song and talk about dune, but uh, yeah, oh yeah, there's no bullshit. Nope, nope. And, and this is actually, okay. this is kind of uh, uh, an effort okay. to cut through the bullshit, I guess. Is is uh, okay. You know, we 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 talked on Saturday, right? To uh, what was it Saturday that we talked to last? Yes. So this is a quick turnaround right here. When this is Wednesday, this is this is less than a week. This is awesome. Yep. Um, yeah, this is just what we planned. Yeah. Obviously, it it, it was a, the you know short chapters, um, but. I think it was on Monday. You texted me and said, "Hey, um, I'm I'm reading these pretty fast. I, <laughs> I, uh, you know, maybe we can do Tuesday. You're, maybe we can do Tuesday. Gonna, you're gonna you're gonna stop and the momentum of our discussion to I think to, I'm building, to air our our, our, oh, our no, dirty laundry. I'm just right trying here. to get to the bottom of this. Um, <laughs> okay, I just need okay. to get to the bottom of this. So I was like, yeah, cool. We can totally do that. You know, I, I said yeah, I might be watching Avatar with Josh for uh, our other podcast, um, but you know, I, I can probably, I, I, I'd love to do Tuesday. And so then Tuesday comes around, you know, the next day comes around and I said, Hey, how about we do f- uh, four? Cause I'm, I'll be doing avatar at six. So we can, we can do do news <laughs> at four. And then, yeah. and then you text me back and say, you're like, yeah, you know, I, I know that I brought up doing it today on Tuesday early, but yes. I, I actually, it turns out, I think I am too busy uh, yeah. to get this done today. That's totally fair. <laughs> yeah. I, I understand that. I do. I, I th- like, things come up i i understand you have a life and you know you got to do what you got to do um yeah so then at like 5 30 josh (laughs) josh texts us both about a rocket launch that we might be interested in and uh wait no i think he texts us earlier actually then it's at like 5 30 that you respond and yeah something like that and you and you say you say oh uh yeah i just got this text because i was sleeping I, just, I was I was asleep when you texted this at like four, and yeah. so I'm just seeing this, uh, you know, cool, whatever. And so my thought was like, huh, you 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 had an idea to do the podcast early, which is cool. Then I agreed with you yeah. and I gave you a time. You said you were busy. That's fine. Yeah. And then I right. I realized, you know, I, it's it's revealed to me that you were sleeping during when we would have recorded the podcast. <laughs> yes which is kind yeah. of baffling so, so that's so all that's true let's just lay it out. so all that's true yeah um the biggest issue in the four o'clock tuesday plan was i had i had read three chapters on sunday or monday whatever day it was when i when i texted you i think it was sunday okay i read three chapters i was like hey dude we could probably do tuesday because i just have to read two short ass chapters in between now and tuesday right easy 
Um, and then I, I didn't read them, you know, knowing that they were likely going to be short, but I, but I didn't read them. And so by the time Tuesday rolls around, I'm at work, whatever, like I know that I'm going to get off work having not read. And I, ideally at this point, I would have read all five chapters. So all I have to do is get back from work, uh, get back to my place, start the podcast. Let's get it going. I don't want to have a, a, a reading break or buffer yeah. in between those two things, you know? Mm. So I'm like, so I'm like, I'm not, you know, no. And the reason I said I was busy is n- not a lie, not not looking to, um, you know, uh, feed you some some excuse. Because if I was also just going to be like, oh, I don't fucking feel like it, or I'm going to take a nap, you know, I know that I can tell you. Yeah, it's true. Um, but there there were things that I wanted to accomplish. You know, not just reading, but I, I still have uh, Christmas shopping to do. I still um, have things that I need to fill out for my potential, hopeful, like everything's all good, substitute teacher position. Yes, yes, yes. Um, and so I was like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna use this day to do that shit. And uh, I, I ca- and then I, I came, I came back, I came, yeah, I came back and I fell asleep. Not okay. intentional. I was not looking to take a nap. Um, but I was pretty much wiped out. Um, and that, you know, it's, that's kind of just the, just the natural flow of what my day was like. So I, I did not mean to, you know, tell you one thing and do another. This was not some sleight of hand, not a, a master plot that I had. Um, simply just a, a humble man making his way through a chaotic universe. And I'm 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 sorry that uh that you had to take the brunt of those those consequences as my as my podcast partner yeah, and favorite dude. I I I just wanted to uh sure. you know I let's, wanted to crack that one clear, open let's and, clear and let's clear the air and figure it out it. there because I mean those are all valid excuses but you know you 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 know how it you know how it looked. Mm. You know, you know how that comes off. Oh yeah, yeah. You could, you could. You oh could yeah, I, I, I know, I know how it looks. I know how it looks. Yep, yep. And and if I were to have it look that way and mean it, you know, I would have owned that shit. Yeah. You know, I'm sure. I would have been sure like Connor. I'm going to sleep, and I don't care about Dune. I'm gonna have a spice dream of my own. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Like, uh, you know, a, a wet just, spice dream. Mm. Mm. Mm-hmm. and i you know mm. I, I i i just uh-huh. <laughs> i can't let you off the hook because i know you would not let m- me off the hook so no i would no i would i like to think that like in not. in all situations like i'm 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 the the bigger man you know no, that's not and so this is you this is you this is this is this is you kind of being like the smaller, littler man right now, having to having to bring this up in in private public, you know, being oh we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna figure this out now. I mean, like, I mean, it's honestly it's, if, if, it's I were, dudes you know, if I were if I were you, if I were in this position, I would just swallow my considerable unearned pride and move <laughs> on with my life. We 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 have some shit to talk about and you're wasting time that's the way i see it 
All right. Well, let's let's go on. I was trying I, to cut. I was trying to cut through the bullshit, and you I are shitting out from the I, bull's ass, my friend. Okay. Yeah. I, sometimes I have to remember that you are the host of this podcast, and we need yeah. to, you yep. know, fall. We got to play I'm, by your rules. That's right. That's right. I'm trying to get us on track for our fans. I'm living man. in daddy's house. Sometimes I forget that. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know. daddy ain't going to let you forget. <laughs> no, let me ain't. tell you. No, he ain't. So. Oh. Are you uh, are you good now? Do you feel like you got it all out of your system? Oh yeah. No, I'm I'm I am I'm quite satisfied. Okay. Okay. So uh, these these chapters we read not that long. No, not that long. That was my my point was going to be that uh, these five chapters together were were just under twenty five pages. I mentioned yes. And so um, you know we've ran into some longer chapters. You know who really knows what we'll get, but obviously on average they've been shorter. And I feel like even though we only have what feels like, well, I don't know. I look at it. It's, it's t- I don't know, maybe like a third of the book left. We're, we're uh, very, we're, yeah, it's, it's going to be the next few weeks. I mean, it's, it's going to be maybe, I don't know, three weeks or I, I don't, I, I can't no, tell. But, but that's, that's my point. I feel like if we were reading Dune Messiah, I'd be like, oh yeah, three weeks. I think. Oh, the chapters like, are shorter. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I think we have like six episodes left. Okay. I think we okay. should double it that like, makes sense and so that's i guess that's kind of what my my thought was getting to this point like it feels like um it's the first time i've really looked at the book and been like oh man like it feels like i'm on the home stretch but also because of the chapter length and the way that we break things up for our podcast i i feel like we probably still have another like month and a half of reading ahead of us yeah maybe so you're right but then again if we also try and stick to, um, you know, less than a week breaks in between our discussions, then uh, yeah, might, might not be that way. We're we're, we're still calibrating, but and, yeah, and I mean the thing is too is is it's not like it's only short chapters. Like yeah, I think primarily they are shorter, but there are some some long ones thrown in there too. So yeah. it's it's uh, I don't know. It's 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 tough, but but page wise, we are like we are close to. We're, yes, we're, we're, we're getting towards the final part. Yep, we uh, we are building toward the end game. Yes, for sure. And I ain't talking about Thanos, baby. No, 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 different, different glove. Yep, as we've that's right. Yes, yes, there is a a much more terrible glove. Yes. Perhaps we'll see. Um. All right, let's just uh, get this show on the freaking road. Yes. <clears throat> so our first chapter here, where we where we last left off, was um, Leto was knocked out by a mystery man, and we were like, "What's going to happen next? Who is this mystery man?" Well, that's answered. In uh, in this set of chapters, but we ain't discussing that yet. Not quite We're yet. With, we are starting with Aaliyah. Um, very short chapter, and even I, I don't know, not uh, a little weird. 
I don't know if weird's the right word, but... Oh, wait a second. Shit, where am I? Um... Okay. Anyways, Aaliyah's, like, mourning. She's doing the uh, part of this funeral uh, procession thing for Leto. Mm-hmm. Um, and Aaliyah is talking to her guards, and she's like, you, you know, what the fuck? Um, you, uh... Actually, who the fuck are they trying to kill again? Why am I confused here? Hold on a second. Can you refresh my memory? What's going on in this very small, um, short chapter? Let's see. Oh, oh, the preacher. The preacher. Oh, yeah, yeah. The, uh, the she, 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 Yep, she, she's talking to her guys about what, what uh, she wants them to do when they catch the preacher. Yes. Yeah. And, yes, yes, yes. And they all right. want to kill him, but she, she wants to keep him alive. So she's got to convince. Yeah, right. They she, she's got to convince them that she wants to keep him alive for like, uh, th- for the right purpose. Yeah. Right, and and she's kind of like uh, reprimanding them for having failed to catch him, and they're like, "Oh, but it was tough because he's like always surrounded by like." There's kind of this difficulty in that he's such a a man of the people that any attempt to forcibly capture him is going to shine a bad light, you know, look, look bad on the soldiers on the, the throne on Mm -hmm. the empire. Yep. There's a lot of, uh, love from the common folk that they, they don't want to fuck up. Yeah. And the Um, big reason is because a lot of them think he is Wadib. Indeed. As does Aaliyah. As does Aaliyah. Yes. Yes, and interesting too, where where she uh, she she asks them if you find out, you know, that the preacher is Muad'Dib beyond a shadow of a doubt, would you still kill him? And they all say that they would, right? Because of the the shit he says, the shit he's stirring. Yes, with his sermons. Yeah. He's he has some stirring sermons. He's a stirring with a sermon. He is a shit stirrer. That is what he is. Yeah, he is. He stirs that shit up. Uh, this chapter, I mean, the most interesting part, I think, where it ends. Uh, the Baron shows back up in Aaliyah's head, says, "Oh, one or two of them still believe you desire the preacher dead. They'll find a way." Yeah. Shut up, she hissed. Uh. You know, look what you've done. And the Baron says, I set you on the road to immortality. And then Aaliyah's like, oh, fuck. I never should have listened to you, Baron, you stupid fat fuck. Uh, Where can I hide? There's no place to go. It is, yes. Um, And then the Baron says, Ganima's knife is sharp. Remember that. Yes. Aaliyah says, yes, that was something to remember. Ganima's knife was sharp. That knife might yet cut them out of their present predicaments. Um, reading this chapter in isolation as, as the first chapter of this section, I found it, you know, I, I wasn't sure what that meant. Like, because Aaliyah and the Baron, 
have this immediate disagreement, you know, um, like we, we learn from the Baron that, <clears throat> you know, Aaliyah doesn't really want the preacher dead, which, you know, I isn't, I think we kind of already assumed that anyways, yeah. but, um, but he lays that out there and then Aaliyah's like, fuck you, Baron. Never wanted to listen to you. This was a mistake. So we're kind of still getting this conflict. You know, there is still this this separation. And uh, Aaliyah continues to kind of, I, I think, re- retain some semblance of herself. Again, you know, everyone seems to think that she's lost. But every time we get an Aaliyah chapter, um, you know, Aaliyah is still grappling with this inner conflict. Um but lastly, the Ganema thing, I was like, what, you know, what does that mean? Um, what does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> you know, from uh, What's that mean? Practical Jokers. Oh, I know. Yeah. I, I could never forget. I know. <laughs> um, but the last chapter from this section, I think, is what gives us an answer to that. Um, yes. Yeah, I think so. She's... Ganim is going to be used to try and kill Faraday. Yeah, I mean, she's not even really being used. Well, I mean, she she is like, it's 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 her decision. It's it's a it, or yes, or, right. She she wants to kill Faraday, and that seems to align with Aaliyah's yes. larger plot. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um. But yeah, her uh, Aaliyah and the Baron are not really getting along as as well as they were in the beginning. Here, there's a bit of a civil <clears throat> war inside of Aaliyah's uh, not mind. not not Captain America civil war, the Marvel movie. I feel like we need to yeah, keep that, differentiating yes, yes. Dune from Marvel, Agreed. not that civil and, war. And although that Sorry, is although that is the, the the most famous civil war in history, uh, there is another mm. one also in American history, I believe called the american civil war and yeah. this is not the same as as that either so no this is a different no. civil war a third civil war no. if you will civil war <laughs> civil war three it's just three just yeah. three as there's only three in the entire history of history and i mean yeah so the american civil war captain america civil war and then yeah dune <laughs> Aaliyah civil Aaliyah's war like, well, I mean, but as as we know them now and in the future, like you know how we 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 know World War One as World War One, World War Two. So originally they called World War One the Great War. It was called yeah, the Great yeah. War. It wasn't yeah. until we had a second World War that they retroactively said, "Oh, that's this is the first one. This is the first right, one. Right, then right. this is the the second one." Now, similarly, right. for Civil War, um, the American Civil War was originally called the American Civil War. Um, yeah, and then Captain America: Civil War ca- came, and now they call the American Civil War Civil War One, and they call Captain America: Civil War S- Civil War Two, and yeah. so just in that same way, they will call Children of Dune Civil War Three, so just to keep things simple. It just feels it just feels weird because obviously, um, Children of Dune came out 
decades prior to um, Captain America's Civil War. So, like, it just seems like this should be Civil War too. Well, the thing, so Captain America. I understand War, that, so, but I yeah. understand that, but this is right. set in the future. There's, there's a reason. This is right? set there's in re- the future. Right. So this, oh, this yeah. didn't happen until the, the until after Captain America's Civil War in chronological okay, right. history. So so what so what we're saying is for um, the 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 timeline of of the Dune universe, the Dune universe. Um, so Captain America: Civil War, unlike in in our actual universe, is a movie that you know we see. Um, yeah. That's that's a real part of Dune history that that they could reference alongside Hitler and Genghis Khan, like in Dune Messiah, <laughs> that that they could have referenced this as a real part of their history. Civil War Two, right? I think so. Okay. And also, what what you know, I assume that you know, because because obviously, if they reference Hitler, there is a World War Two, which means there is a World War One in in Dune history, but also. Mm-hmm. I think in Dune history, uh, there's no World War Three. It goes World War One, World War Two, and then World War Z, like the movie, <laughs> the zombie yeah. movie. Which to tie that all in the Green Day, turns out that's what World War Zero is. That's what the yes, Z stands for. Absolutely. I finally, yeah, you're. I finally. Your infamous hang up of of a one line yep. in a Green Day song. <laughs> all right anyways let's, let's uh I, there are many one lines in many green day songs yes. that i am hung up about to this day it's true and and shall remain shall remain so but man some m- many many more one lines and many many more green day songs are so good doesn't matter yeah no it's true uh man all, all day in my head i've just been thinking the famous to the infamous <laughs> is what i wanna be yeah, which is not a Green Day, not a Green Day no, song. No, it's not by a way. Green Day song. It's it's a different, totally different band. But they do. Yeah, you you have noted that they they plagiarize Green Day lyrics in that song. Yes. Oh, I certainly I have. Yeah, certainly. I have. Not cool. Yep. Not cool. Network. Yeah. No. But this ain't a Green Day podcast. No, no, not yet. Not yet. Uh, Dune, 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 Dune. Dune. As as the host, it is my duty to say Dune at yeah. least thirty times per podcast, and That's I'm just trying quota. to hit that quota early. Yep. Dune, 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 Dune. You usually try to put them all in at the end, so it just it's, it sounds absurd. You're just say you know, yeah, I know. Just Dune and Dune and Dune. It's like okay, buddy, we get. Yeah, it. We're talking. We're two dudes. We're two dudes talking about Dune. Yes, correct. That is correct. We get it. Yes. Um, okay, but I feel like we're good on this this tiny little short chapter, right? Tiny yeah. little baby chapter yeah, here. Yep, good. Yep, 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 yep. Next chapter. Uh Leto. Leto awakes in the Sayach. And um he is greeted by none other than Javid's dad. Javid's papa. Yep. Javid's Javid's daddy. Uh yeah, it or uh Nambri? Namri? Namri? Or Namri. 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 Namri the samurai. 
Yeah. Namry the... Camry. The what? The Camry? Yeah, it's like a car. (laughs) Okay. So... So, Javid's dad... Uh... Dadvid. Yes, Dadvid. (laughs) Says, uh... Hey, Leto... We're going to play a riddle game, and if you get anything wrong or try to escape, I'm going to kill you. Yep. And Leto's like, I can tell this motherfucker is serious. Yeah, he's actually going to kill me. He would kill me. Yes. 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 Um, so. Sorry, I'm drinking a Marg. Ooh, a Margie. Nice. I didn't say a Margie, so. Dial it back a bit, all right? I I would call it a Margie. <laughs> okay, it's great. It's good, <laughs> good to know. Is it a is it a yummy Margie? Uh, it's a fine Marg. Okay, yeah. just a just a fine Marg. Okay. All right. Yeah. Didn't have any limes tonight, so it's all margarita mix hmm. and tequila. Not just margarita mix. That'd be gross. There's yeah, that would, that would just be like a uh, like lime juice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, limeade. So I, I feel like there's some cool uh, dialogue here. Like I, I kind of like the the riddle games that they play. It feels like an interesting window into. Um, The, the more, like, life-or-death Fremen way of life, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Because, uh, you know, Leto recognizes this as, as sort of a, a larger Fremen tradition slash game, you know? Like a weird Fremen Russian roulette or something. Um, so... I liked it for that, um, but it feels like really all I got out of it um, was just that Leto has been captured and he is in peril, um, and he he has to use his wits as best he can to try and survive. You know that that he's been on trying to get onto this golden path. And is violently interrupted by, at this point, unknown assailants. And um, this kind of stretches that back out. But, I mean, the chapter still ends with Leto being like, you know, what do I do? Obviously, if I try to escape, this person really will try and kill me. Even if I do escape, where the fuck do I go? Because I'm out in the middle of the fucking desert. Like, the desert, desert. Um... So I, I liked this chapter, but I feel like I don't have a whole lot to say about it. How do you feel? Um, I think it's cool because I think it's clear that we kind of see more of these radical Fremen that we kind of got a little glimpse of earlier in the book with that one chapter um, with their kind of ritual um, killing, I guess. I kind of feel like it's it's kind of a, a dip. Like it's, it's, it's cool seeing these 
these different sects of uh of Fremen than what we're used to seeing. Um so yeah, and and I, I also thought it was really cool uh kind of witnessing Leto dig into his mind, his old school Fremen mind and kind of uh answer this guy's questions um accurately and staying alive. Um and you know, Namri lets him live even though he know like he can tell he's he's pulling that from like memory, not from like experience. And yeah. uh, not he's saying it but not meaning it, I guess. Uh, so that's that's interesting. This 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 guy is an interesting character. Um makes me wonder what Javid's long term plan is. Yeah, well I get the impression that um Javid and Javid's father are kind of at odds. I don't know. Mm, yeah, they could be. They could be. I mean, it's it's just well, Javid, as we know, is not a like a devout Muad'Dib follower, though, or anything. Like he's he's kind of in it for himself, by all accounts. So, I mean, I I I don't know. I think he could be. They could be in 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 league with each other, but I'm not sure. Yeah. Um. I mean, it, it could just be what. Herbert wants at this point, but I mean, like, I'm, I'm still pretty ready to like write off Javid. Like, I, I don't get the impression that he is like uh, some secret player who's like unassuming. Like, I, I really think Javid's like straight up kind of a fucking idiot, and yeah. he's in over his head. He's certainly um, he's certainly no Palambasha. No, but who is? Mm-hmm. You know. <laughs> There's only one Palambasha, baby. We do get a quote from Palambasha in this in this uh I don't know if it's this chapter but it but it's it's this set of chapters. We, yeah, it has to do with the way that um he tries to understand how Muad'Dib perceives time mathematically, yeah. right? Yep. Yeah, yep, yeah, yeah, it is. Which which is is a cool uh concept, is a cool um intro passage to read. Yeah, admit. absolutely. Um, but yeah, so that this so. this chapter is interesting, and it's just it's it's um it makes me uncomfortable having Leto in captivity. Um, and it unfortunately things kind of just get worse. So, mm. yeah, I like what you said about um Namri kind of confronting Leto on um on reciting information rather than knowing it, though. Yeah, you know, and that kind of goes back to what our mystery man says when they knock out Leto, you know, that, that Leto is here for, for education to be yep. taught. Yeah. You know, this mystery um, man. Indeed. Yeah. We don't know who this fucker is. No. Oh wait, we do, but like, let's just keep it Not rolling yet. for a bit. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I, I, I do like the idea of, um, Leto kind of having to um I don't know to to learn to be humble perhaps yeah um and that's that's something that we're seeing Ganima struggle with in these later chapters too when she's talking Definitely. with Aaliyah and Yerlan um and honestly I really like their arrogant nature I I, I like when they kind of uh get mad after being treated like children for so long and they kind of finally blow up, yeah, you know, absolutely. and, and have to do these like, um, 
you know, really like cruel kind of displays of their power. You know, it's always, it's never like minor. It's always like this really like volatile takedown, you know, using only words, but it's just like, like they know exactly what to say to like fucking like an icicle through their soul, you know, like these, these kids are creepy. Like they know what to do. They have all this knowledge and they're, they're able to weaponize it in a, in an instant. Absolutely. Um, And so, you know, it's it's clear to see why they don't think. It, it's not so easy. It's not it's not as black and white as to say that they don't think that they have things to learn from others. They've also said that they've learned a lot from Stilgar. You know. Um, yeah, of course. So, like, I, I think that they they appreciate the life lessons that people impart from them, but it seems like there's a, a larger lesson that that they've yet to learn, um, and that this lesson is being forced upon leto here um yep yep and uh yeah i don't know it's it's it is true and of course they turn out this way being you know the the offspring of of a god um but uh yeah you know they're they're not infallible as we are seeing um you know more and more clearly no much like how Paul wasn't, you know, I mean, yes. a, a flawed God is going to make a flawed God. Yeah. So. Yeah. Very true. And goddess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, okay though. Anything else? Or are you ready to, to go to our third chapter here? Yeah. Let's bring on number three. Okay. Um, Oh, cool. This is where we have Jessica teaching Faradin. Yeah. This is the very beginning of Faradin's uh Bene Gesserit training. Um and and Jessica mentions like, you know, hey, this is going to be tough teaching you, you know, you're older. Kind of a Jedi thing, you know, too old, too yeah. old to begin the training. Yes. That was Yoda. That was me. That was Yoda. Just I know you're not a big Star Wars guy, so I just want to let you know. That's a Yoda quote. Okay. You know Yoda, right? I do. I do. I'm I'm more familiar with the baby version, but yes. Yeah. I know they're both green. I and small. Yeah. One's smaller than what, the other one. Some sometimes when people are confused, I go, "Oh, Yoda, Yaddle's husband." And then oh, people yeah, will o- always go, oh, oh, right. That's right, a great right. clarifier right there. Because, I mean, we all I, know Yaddle. I, we do all, we all know Yaddle. And as far as we know, or I mean, I, I'm not caught up to date on The Mandalorian, but as far as I know, yeah. Baby Yoda is not wed to anyone. No. No. I, I don't want to spoil that for you, but um, that. That's that remains to be the case. No okay. one has married a, right. a fucking baby. Star Wars, <laughs> Connor. Uh, spoiler alert. So. All right. Well, I don't know. So it's not really thought, a baby, uh, though, right? It's like a hundred years old, right? Well, it's it's like fifty, and it's still. Okay. I mean, like, you know what? What is time, Connor? Uh, Ten thousand years is like the second in between a heartbeat or some yeah, shit. Very true. Okay. So you you can have a fifty year old baby, all right? Yeah, you can. You're reading you can. Dune. Come on, you can. 
we some, have a million year old child right now. Some people right? would say some people would say that our president is a seventy four year old baby. Hey yo, am I right, guys? Yeah, yeah. tell them, tell them, <laughs> get that. Yeah. Um. Anyway, hashtag dump on Trump. Yeah, Trump more like dump. Yeah. Nice. Sometimes you, it's like fun. To, you can call him d- drumpf. Trump. Yeah. Some people have you ever said that? that? No, I don't. I don't say that. Where did Where did the F come from? I don't. Know. Oh, right. I, you know, no, no, no. I oh, kind of remember why? that. I think. I think like his family name. It's an older version of the name, like a. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, right, right, yeah. right. Wow. There is a Trump company. Yeah, that was a that was forever. That was like, like mid to late 2016 is like the first time I heard that. Like that's yeah. yeah. And 2020, you know, not to not to be that guy, but it really does kind of feel like it's been two years instead of one in this year. Yeah, so it's, it's like, true. wow. The, the, it's the, like the big thing that I'm seeing wild. now, the big thing that I'm seeing now on, on the internet is when they, uh, when, when people talk about him, they, they use a lowercase T and an uppercase R. So it emphasizes the rump part. Yeah. Have you seen that? Well, you gotta be creative. Oh, I have. Yes. Yeah. I've seen it. And um at first I was like, is your shift key broken partner? Yeah, that's that's but the... it I I got it. I I had to I had to ask several yeah strangers online and they were like, Well, rump is like butt. The butt. What it's like what what's next? Are we just gonna call him ump? <laughs> right? Like is that is that what's next? if uh, I if we had four more years, I think we would just be just be reaching the ump cusp, the as ump I like cusp. to call it. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But I, I think we will be saved from having to live through the age of the ump cusp. Thank God. Um, because there's there's just not enough time. No, those are know? truly dark. Days. We're gonna have to come. We're, we're we're gonna have to come up with dumb names for Biden next. So I, know, I mean, people, I that this is already yeah. in the works. Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, how long? How long until you know all the Trump supporters start saying like Biden, but B Y E, like bye, 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 D E N. You know, yeah. like oh, let's say bye to Biden because like he can you know fuck off like bye. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, it's, true. it's true. Maybe day one. We'll see. Maybe yeah. it's already happening. It probably is in some circles of the internet. Yep. <clears throat> Absolutely shameful. Yeah. Yeah. My God. My God. Um, what were we talking about? What were we talking about? Dune. Oh, Dune. Yes. I believe Jessica is teaching... Faradin, her her witchy ways. Yes, 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 yes. The weirding ways, indeed. Yes. Um. Oh, right. (laughs) This started because I I had to talk about Yoda, and then we start talking about Trump for some reason. So we go down weird. You know, lesson learned. Lesson learned. You know, I can't fucking talk about Star Wars around here. So, um. Okay, so this chapter, I thought was cool. Um, uh, you know, Faradin is still, 
he's like, yeah, I can learn patience. And then like immediately it shows his like his instant frustration at, at having yeah. to be like, uh, he has no idea what patience is. Yeah. Um, you know, to be fair, I, I I'm like trying to picture Jessica's lesson. And I was like looking at my own hands. I did this <laughs> thing where I was like, okay. Cause I, trying to I like look it. at my hands front back. Yeah. Try and age it back and forth. And I'm trying to think like how really what I want to know is how literally does she mean? Like, does she mean like in my mind's eye, like do what can I, can I mentally picture what it would be like in my mind's eye as if my hand is aging backwards and forwards? Or does she mean that she should literally, like you can literally make yourself hallucinate vividly. And use your real eyeballs yeah, I think to look at your hand and and have it age. I think it's the second one. I think you have to actually believe it. You you have to actually watch it age and and yeah, with your own eyeballs. Like you have to you have to really believe that it's an old hand and then de-ageify it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the latter. I don't know. I mean, I, I get that that's part of the mysticism, part of the the incredible power that they, that they wield. So um, it, it doesn't even really bother me, but it's like, it feels like if that's the level of conviction that you need and, and clearly at, at the advanced stages, it is because Ganema apparently can will herself into believing that people are dead and, and believe it in her fucking core. Um, oh, well, okay, wait, but then, so it's like, I don't know. I, I got tripped up a little bit there. But but thinking about the Ganema thing, I just wanted to mention, I forget if this was the last section or this section, but Leto mentions that the only way for Ganema to remember that she had that that Leto is alive yeah. is for him to say some secret word in yes. this ancient language that yeah. only he can say. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm like wondering how deep that goes. Like if Leto and Ganema were to meet back up, physically see each other. Yeah. Ganema still won't remember, even if they're face to face, as long as Leto does not say that word, you know, you know what I mean? That's like, a good point. Yeah. I mean, uh... It depends on. I think it depends on how long they've been apart. If she would even recognize him, you know what I mean. Like, I, I don't know. I guess, or she'd just I'm be just like, wondering. "Oh, I thought you were dead." Like, "Oh, I thought like she she you know she would see him and be like, "Oh, I really thought you died. How is this possible?" <laughs> like she well, she right. wouldn't, she wouldn't remember the plan or anything. She'd just be like, "Whoa, what the fuck?" Yeah, I I don't know, um, but I was wondering if that was like setting us up for some weird some weird thing where like you know something stops Leto from saying the word like even yeah. though Leto doesn't die like she's she still has to believe he's dead or something I don't know like there's a weird like like almost like in office space have you ever seen office space no well uh, there's this guy who hates his job and he goes to uh what's what's uh, uh, a therapist slash hypnotist a yes. hypnotherapist uh-huh. and um the the therapist 
is able to hypnotize the man who hates his job into a state of perpetual bliss. Yeah. And he is like, you're going to come out of this trance as soon as I snap my fingers. And then he dies. The, oh, the therapist. Shit. He has a heart attack and dies. So the yes. guy just stays in like this like zen state forever. Uh, yeah, I mean there, there's more to it than that, but it, but it makes me think of that. This this feels like it could be leading up into a classic office space situation. So maybe we'll they see. were inspired by that. Um Dr. Cox is in the movie, right? He is. Yes. Yeah, so. Yep. So you've never you've never seen it. <laughs> you've never seen this movie, no. but you know the Dr. Cox yeah, and I know about there. There's like a stapler. Yeah, why do you know? Why do you know that? That's on the is that on the cover and the sticky notes? No, no. Why do you know? Why do you know that Doctor Cox is in the movie? I've seen because I've seen uh, pictures. You've you've seen you've seen pictures. I I know of... I know a lot about the Scrubs cast's uh, filmography, so okay. I mean, it's, it's there just, it is. There it is. That's, that's all I was trying to get to. Anyway. From another, it's an information so. from another life. You know, I'm 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 like Lido here, and I I I can tap into like, old old lives of mine when uh <laughs> I, when I do everything about Scrubs. <laughs> yep. Um. Okay, I'm gonna go pee and get another drink, so I'm gonna pause it. Is that cool with you? Sure, do it up. All right. So, so yeah, really, I just want to mention um, the the training is interesting. Really, what grabs me <clears throat> is at the end of this chapter, Jessica says, now... Or Jessica thinks to herself, rather. Yep. Now, if only Duncan and Gurney can do their parts. So, I mean, we, like always, you know, pretty much no one is ever doing, like, exactly only what it seems like on the surface. You know, we are aware that these characters have their own plans, even if we don't know the whole story. Um, so the fact that Jessica is planning on her own is um, expected. To me, at least, the fact that she's planning alongside Duncan was more interesting. Yeah. Because um, the last chapter she speaks with Duncan... You know, we, we get the impression that that Jessica has like a genuine, sincere, um, uncertainty about what Duncan's motives are, you know, about about what he truly wants. And so, you know, I'm left feeling like um, not so much that Duncan and Jessica have like some secret unspoken mutual understanding or like some off page discussion that we just aren't aware of. I think it's more the implication that Jessica feels she has enough information that she has guessed to a certainty of what Duncan's plan is and is 
planning around Duncan's plan, like like has absorbed whatever Duncan is already going to do, and is like, okay, like that's now part of my plan, says Jessica. You know, now that I know that Duncan's going to do this, he has his own part to play, unknowingly, I think. Um, but who knows? We'll see. I think, Connor, we have been underestimating Jessica this entire book. Is that right? From this chapter, and then it, it, we get into it a little bit more in um, one of the following chapters. But uh, yeah, I think it's I think it's clear that she has more skin in this game than we we uh, perceived initially leading up to this. I I I do think um, I think we have been dis- I, I think we ourselves are are victims of the Bene Gesserit mind fuckery <laughs> I do and maybe and it, so and this tracks too with with how you know or what, what Duncan thought to himself walking out of that room with Jessica you know he, he was he said something like that's how it had to be done or whatever like he did it how we had yeah. to do it and so um I do think she is she is pulling more strings than we than we think and she is 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 not as um you know thrown around as 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 we think she is either so uh that's just what it's that i think that's just what i'm i'm, I'm gathering now from 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 this right. chapter and then i think i i, I forget if it's the next one or the, or the final one but uh yeah no that that could be it's it's definitely clear that she she has her own plot, whatever it is. Um, but I don't know. I guess I'm just thinking more about like what what her internal monologue is, like especially in a chapter when she talks with Duncan, like she seems. I guess how I feel is like the way that these books are written, right? When you read their thoughts, you know, you really are reading from, from their perspective. And so like when I read those thoughts, I feel like there's no, yes, there's no reason for them to be a lie. Like they are her real thoughts. I'm reading them. You know what I mean? But. She is Bene Gesserit. And I mean, I, I think they, they, they have layers to like, the performances they 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 weave and i think her inner monologue her her very thoughts could very well be part of the act and cause, well, because I, she knows, I guess that's true, because because that's because she knows because she knows those reflections doing too what was that, what was that? I, I said i guess that's true because that's like a lesser version of what ganima is doing right now absolutely so. yeah be, um you know because cuz she she's very well aware about like you know what her thoughts um influence on how her body reacts to it and, and body language and that that Faradin is watching both of them right now and so I I, I feel like mm. that could be part of the con um just it's just a, another that's level that's interesting just another yeah just uh, another level of that kind of Bene Gesserit uh c- you know control um or discipline so uh, yeah I mean it's it's yet to be seen what the full plan is but it's it's it seems like it it, it seems pretty devious it seems like it's it's a uh, yeah um 
more than we thought. Interesting. I mean, I certainly as a Jessica fan, um, I like where your head's at, and I hope that to be true. You know, hearing you say that, um, there there is enough evidence in the book that feels like those pieces can fall into place, you know, and you can go, oh, yes. Um, but I, I feel a little wary, given how I also feel like Jessica's been treated in the past, and, and I wonder, um, I mean, how and if it would would build to something like that or, or even if Jessica is, um, you know, behind all this shit, you know, is, is she still going to be, uh, you know, effortlessly duped in a way that we didn't see coming by Leo, you know, to just undermine her entire plot or, you know, uh, it, it could be any number of things. I guess sure. that's kind of point, but again, to, it makes your to head, ramble on about it. It makes my head spin a little bit too, because I mean, like for all we know, that could have been, her playing things up too like i honestly i do think she's operating at a a higher level than we than than we think she is a lot of the time um yeah i i don't know i like because there's just like some things like how could she not know you know how could she not know the level of of intuition that Lido and Ganima have about their past lives and stuff how could she not know all these things how could she be so bewildered by these things and i don't I agree. That's what I've been complaining about. <laughs> I know. I know. Uh, so I, I, I guess we'll we'll just see because I I just I don't know. Maybe it's maybe it's not Frank Herbert being sexist. It's just us. Damn, dude. Maybe. <laughs> what us men sexist? Never. No way. You take that back. <laughs> Um, huh. All right. Uh, is, is there anything else you want to mention about this chapter? I don't know. Anything about Faradin, about the training, about whatever. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I think he's just going to be, uh, I, I, I don't know. He's going to be a problem student. I don't know. <laughs> I like it's, it, it's just kind of, I, I guess, trying to teach this kind of like rich kid who probably has never really had to work for anything like trying to teach him like the the most difficult like mental or like metaphysical like arts or yeah like, that, that have ever been devised so i think it's just going to be like pulling teeth yeah i i don't uh good green day reference by the way i don't get the impression that he's like so totally spoiled as to be like um I, I, I feel like his his uh, I, I, mm, how do I want to put it like his his pursuits like his interest in history his dedication to reading and book learning although like kind of removed from like practical boots on the ground knowledge that that I think still puts him at a disadvantage from, you know, the lessons that Paul had to learn going through with the Fremen and all that. Like you could, you could read it all in your fancy books, but unless you live it, you'll never know it, you know, but, um, he's clearly very clever, very, uh, 
strategy minded. And so I I kind of feel like he has the the capability to um to get a handle of these lessons to be honest. I think that if he sees and I think he does. Sees learning the Benegas or lessons as a means to an end, right? That that if mm-hmm. he's able to absorb, I, I think his logic is flawed. He seems to think if he can absorb all the knowledge that Paul had, that Muad'Dib had, you know, that he can similarly learn how to beat the remnants of Paul Muad'Dib's empire, you know. And so he wants to almost fight fire with fire. Um, I think that isn't going to work. Um, but I think he's dedicated enough that that he would be able to learn the B'nai Gesserit training in like a very utilitarian way. Like that he might not understand the lessons or the concepts fully, but that he could like almost will himself to absorb the knowledge nevertheless, because like that's what he... Like, I, I think that he gains the knowledge without, like, fully understanding it or knowing how to apply it. But, like, it's still something that, like, he will get one way or the other, you know? Yeah, yeah. No, I, I think you're right about a lot of that. Um, I, I He's not a, like, a, 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 a spoiled rich kid stereotype kind of, th- you know, he, he he does have merit and he does have passion for things. And, and uh, he, like, he, he's, he's, he's an interesting kind of well-rounded person, but... I do think that he is, I don't know. I think he overestimates his ability. Uh, you just kind of get that vibe. Yes. A little bit. Um, but so did Paul. <laughs> yeah, of course. Sure. Well, they're both, they're both spoiled rich kids. You know, really? Yes. Um, yes. Uh, so I, I think he's going to have a hard time, a harder time learning this than he thinks he is. And that's going to be frustrating. But, uh, but yeah, I do think he is capable. Um, Part of me, and I, I know there's like there's almost zero percent chance of this happening, but part of me like wonders like, well, what if instead of Leto, Faradin is the God Emperor? <laughs> like, what a twist that would be! It would never happen, but that yeah, would, but it would be insane. Yeah, that would be really interesting. Yeah, um, yeah, I can't see that happening, but it's a cool idea. Yeah, I so know. I appreciate you throwing it out there. But Just a uh, what if scenario? Yeah, what whatever happens, I will say whatever happens at the end of this book. I think it will be interesting to go back and reread Faradin's dream. You know, yeah, that absolutely the preacher so graciously interprets. Mm. Uh, but does not vocalize to us. No. <laughs> um, because, you know, I'm still like, clearly the reason that that dream is important is because it holds real value to the, the unfolding nature of the future. Yeah. And so like the only thing that I can garner from that is that Faradin does have some level of innate prescience. Yeah. You know, I think he does. I think it he, seems to I think be he definitely does seems to be very, you know, uh, I don't know, fleeting, loose. I mean, I, I think prescience probably depends a lot on, you know, 
the focus that you give to it too. You know, if you believe that your dreams are bullshit, then I feel like that itself will probably could become a self-fulfilling prophecy yeah. too. You know, I, I, I mean, but, the biggest um, difference between Faridin's dream and Leto's dream is that Leto is is living is is attempting to live his dream, and Faridin is just dismissing his. Yes, yeah. It's it's never been brought up again since the the chapter. No. Yep. Even Faradin's never reflected on it once, never thought about it, never, not even in a passing line where he's like, oh, I wonder if this relates to this. Like, he's just like, eh. Yeah. It's so inconsequential as to never even recollect it. I mean, it's yeah. nothing to him. But the preacher got what he wanted um, out of it, which is even more interesting. I wonder if we'll ever kind of get to the bottom of, uh, of, of that. I think we will. I definitely think we will. Um, whether or not the book makes it so explicit, we'll see. Yeah. But one way or the other, you know, I think Frank Herbert is good at tying up his prescience threats. Yeah. And I, I, I think that there will be some kind of a payoff for that. Um, all right. Let's hop to our next chapter. This is the one with Leto. And uh, his his captor, his true captor, reveals himself. Oh Connor, boy. who is it? Who is it? You were right. I was right. It's Gurney's fucking Halleck. Gurney, mo fucking Halleck. You were right. It, I didn't think, I, you I didn't know, think I, it was, but you 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 got me there. I, you know, and by the end of that episode, I have to say, I remember too, I didn't really think I was right either. Yeah. I was like, yeah, I thought it was Gurney. And then we talked about it and I'm like, yeah, you're probably right. It's like a new character <laughs> or whatever. And then I'm like, oh shit, it is Gurney. Yeah. 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 No, yeah. You, 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 you had your correct instincts there. Yeah. Um, yep. which, which may, which, oh, fuck man, this chapter is, is, this chapter is brutal. Yeah. The chapter is yeah. so to me it's it's so brutal. And fuck. Yeah, well I mean you have a fear of needles. Anyway, I've got so. a fear of needles. That's why I I I uh I I refuse to take this coronavirus vaccine. Yep. I refuse I I you know when I get a flu shot, I I I make the doctor just get, you know squirt it into a shot shot glass and I just I drink it. I drink the flu vaccine. And we know that any medical professional that you ask to do so is legally obligated yes. to give you the alternative of taking any shot within a yes. shot glass. That's why they call it a shot glass. That's why so they call it. That's actually the, yeah, that, that's the origin you, of the name. Yeah. You, you can ask any doctor to do so. And they, if, if they say no, you can, you remind them. I mean, they're legally obligated yeah. to, you, they could lose their license. You say, I'm going to so. call HIPAA on you. Yeah. And then they freak out. They do. Every time. Why, why else does this chapter give you the heebie-jeebies? What else makes it so uh, brutal and uncomfortable for you? They they do bad stuff to Leto. <laughs> they do the bad thing. They do well, the bad thing. Well said. Well said. Um, the thing that, that couldn't happen, that he did not want to happen. They made it happen. They did. They did. Yeah. Um, Gurney is like, I mean, this chapter, ju- it doesn't hang on uh, the reveal of Gurney at all. No. Like this, <laughs> before the second page is done, 
Leto's like in a fucking, you know, hyper spice fantasy. Like, yep, yep. he he is uh, he's he's paying his 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 worm juice dues just like his <laughs> his father. Yeah, did. yeah. Gurney's just like, hey, it's me. And by the way, everything I'm doing is on behalf of Jessica. This is all her. So if you got any problems with it, take it up with the old lady. And this is all. Uh, and this and is this is more. This is more reason why I think Jessica really is pulling more strings than we think she is. Right. Yeah. Like it's, it's yeah. No. I mean, like, she. And and it's 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 to be seen if it's if it's more Jessica or more just been a Jesuit directive, but. Um, but yeah, I mean, how did she know that Lita would end up in Jack Rudo? Um I mean, maybe she's just putting her own pieces together. Mhm. You know. Yeah, well, I mean, uh, that that's I and if she if that's truly the case, then I I feel like yeah, then that's cuz Pretty much, at, you know, after Ganima and Leto have their their own separate personal conversations with her, they they both think to themselves, "Oh yeah, we got her in the bag. She's she's gonna yep. act on behalf of our plan," and that really doesn't seem to be the case. <laughs> like no, Lito shows unless Leto shows up to Jack Rudy. Whole part of the plan. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Leto shows up to Jack Rudo and he's totally blindsided he doesn't like he's like okay well this this maybe used to be jack Rudo. now it's fondak or whatever right. and but it doesn't matter like this is not like the golden path is like lost he he's he, like thinks the golden path is lost to him now um yeah and then he gets injected with with fucking with with spice melange and yeah and he yeah he and he gets forced into you know, pretty much overdosing on spice and becoming, um, I guess, essentially bound to bound to prescient visions like his father and you know his his aunt um, are. Yeah, it's definitely not cool that this is forced upon him. No, I kind of got the impression that. Um, like at some point in his journey, Leto would like come up against an obstacle that he finally admits to himself that he, you know, feels he needs prescience for and chooses of his own accord to uh, to do this. And yeah, instead, um, it's it's done without his consent. Um, and they, I mean, they, they, they know how powerful this is going to make him and they, they're, they're going to use him as a weapon of some sort. They're, 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 you know, obviously going to use him, uh, to their own ends. And, and whether that is Bene Gesserit or just Jessica trying to, uh, you know, restore the Atreides, um, name and kind of break away from Malia's tyranny. Like, I, I don't know, but, uh, it's, yeah. Yeah. We'll see. I mean, the last time an Atreides was awoken to incredible power by means of spice and prescient visions, 
there was also a larger conniving organization waiting in the shadows thinking that they could control his every move and uh they were proven wrong pretty quickly i think yeah well i, I think know, it's the inevitably Bene, the Bene Gesserit do not do not get a quasi's hatterack from paul and no. uh yeah whatever's happening here will not will not go well no, will not go well I mean, for it's, uh, it's for going, Jessica trying to control absolutely. Lino. It's it's going to backfire on them. He's, I mean, one once he awakes from his 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 trip, you know, he it, it it's it's scary, and 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 the trip itself is very interesting. It's it's you know, time happening all at once, and he like meets the oldest ancestor in his like yeah catalog, uh, Haram. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Haram. Which like who like is this guy gonna be some sort of crazy force? And and we get Paul I we, know. we we get Paul trying to pro- protect him, you know, from the other uh from from the other um ancestors. It's yeah, I don't it's uh it's insane. Yeah, but then isn't there a part where um Leto feels like Paul doesn't have to protect him anymore? Yes, yeah, like yep. like like and and also Paul the the father, you know, uh, identity within Leto uh-huh. is, is pretty much in support of this vision being thrust upon Leto. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you know, perhaps not in the way that it's happening, but you know, Paul. Again, within Leto, not really Paul. I think that's important, but yeah. um, but essentially, Paul is like, "Hey, Leto, just kick back, relax." You know, Paul's like trying to guide him through like the craziest acid trip ever. After like ten tabs mm-hmm. were unknowingly put into his fucking cup, you know, yeah. like yeah. Uh, we've all been there. And Paul's just like. But Paul's just like, you know, not only is it going to be fine, you know, this is probably a good thing. You know, I get the impression like, like Paul seems to be kind of like you like you can only avoid this for so long, you know, like you need these visions. Um, I, I mean, obviously I think this version of Paul is a little biased they're probably pretty skewed you know that it's like hey i did it so come yeah, on fucking, i know you know but you're my son yeah yeah it's it's interesting i mean the the inevitability of it it's i i wonder what the difference of 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 inner Lido paul and what the preacher would think yeah i wonder what the difference there would be <laughs> i'm not saying the preacher is paul but Right, know. right, right. No, I, I think it's interesting. I don't know. Um, yeah, the the vision itself is definitely cool. Herbert still uh, he writes these all encompassing time passages uh, really well, um, like in a way that's like both very disorienting and. Uh, like still 
able to be understood you know like yeah. a, a lot of a lot of quick sequences like now this is happening and now this and this melts into this and you're like whoa it's like very, you get this larger impression it's there. very captivating yeah no i mean like this is the shit i would love to see films like oh, I know, david lynch real. can make a, a fucking great uh sequence of this absolutely sure. absolutely so, um just hire him for doesn't all the really have that material sequences <laughs> yeah for real um and and you were talking about before um you know Leto being given this spice to be to be used um by the end of this vision Leto awakens and he's like where's Gurney yeah um and <clears throat> uh Namri Javid's dad is like Dadvid <laughs> Dadvid is like Gurney left because he couldn't stand to see me kill you if I had to. Yep. And Leto's like, "Are you gonna fucking kill me?" Or actually, no. He's pretty much like, "Please he, kill me." He wants him to do it. He wants yes. him to do it. Yep. Please, yep. please kill me. Mm-hmm. And uh, <clears throat> that's what gets Dadvid to not kill him. It is. <clears throat> um. What they were looking for apparently is indifference. Yes. If Leto, if Leto were to awaken from his his spice vision in a state of complete indifference to the power that he has gained, that that would be the the most dangerous um, scenario. That 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 great power and total indifference toward it is the 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 most nefarious combination the yeah. one that must be killed uh, at the outset yep it it's uh yeah then leto does have have some great uh dialogue talking about how you know indifference can lead to um to a lot of bad things bad places mm. Letting, I think that's what he says. Happen. Yeah, yeah. That, that In, is what he indifference says. is bad. Yeah. Indifference Lito, is bad. Lee three Atreides. Lee three Atreides. Yep. Atreides. Mm, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, you're right though. He he mentions like, oh, indifference can kill you know whole societies, yep. which yep. Um, mm-hmm. is sort of what's happening now like I, it's kind of what's happening with, with Aaliyah's rule um right yeah right not um i don't think Aaliyah herself is indifferent but i think she's indifferent when it comes to uh the systems that she rules over she's indifferent indifferent to the consequences and, of the system yeah that she doesn't Yep. About. and to to the to the fremen you know loyalty to her she she's yes. incredibly indifferent to that she takes it for super for granted and thinks no matter what she does uh they will be there for her which, right which i don't which obviously is not the case no no probably not yeah, yeah. um So what? So okay. I don't know, man. I 
What do you think Leto is going to do with this power? <laughs> uh, become God Emperor. Yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> Suck on that, Faradin. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, I, I think what's going to happen in the more immediate future um, is that Leto is going to be able to use this power to to refocus on the golden path. I mean, we see in the vision in Leto's vision here, he's like, Oh shit, this is going to happen. Like, yeah. damn, guess I know now, you know, like, and we don't know what that thing is, but he, he comments on some stuff, yeah. you know, he's like, Oh, now I know this is going to happen. And, um, and he mentions to like, um, it's always been the concern, but it's that same like feeling of like vision locked vision yeah. lockness. Mm -hmm. And so I think going forward, the way that Leto's chapters are going to be written, I think we're going to be getting a lot more of like Paul at the end of Dune Messiah, where uh, we'll just have these vague cryptic kind of uh, inner thoughts where it's like, ah, yes, this is happening and mm. I knew it or, Oh, this is slightly different, but I'm still on the golden path, you know? Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's, it's, it's going to be him in a, in a, in a vision fugue, you know? I mean, he'll, he'll be there, but not really right. there. Yeah, exactly. So, so everything, it, everything that happens with Leto from now until the end of this book, presumably, um, Leto's now going to, see coming in some fashion you know Which that it, he's... It, it makes me really sad because i feel like i feel like this is the end of leto as we know him so far you know like uh, like this obviously is a huge change to his character but i like uh, it it's it's it sucks um <clears throat> it does it is different i mean um especially like you think about the the parting of Leto and Ganema, you yeah. know, and they, they have, um, this, this sad, a departure, you know, knowing that they'll never be in each other's lives the same way that, mm. that they're going to be having these individual experiences for the first time ever. Yeah. And it's like, okay, listen, you know, I mean like there, there's such a thing as codependency here, kids, it's true. but it's true. Um, even for siblings, even for, yeah. uh, prescient siblings <laughs> but at the same time um and it it should have been more clear to me but like i thought more what the the lamenting you know was was like more of their um the 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 twins like physical distance you know and yeah. like their but it's this chapter makes it very clear to me that like I, I think they both knew or suspected that this specifically is where it always was going, you know? I think you're right. That yeah. you know, not not only are they going to have these like different experiences, but Leto's going to be living a wholly different life. I mean, just like you're saying, like now that he's had this vision experience, if Ganema never has it it's going to be just like the difference between Paul and 
everyone fucking else, you yeah. know, and, and yeah. Paul had these strong, important relationships in his life, but he was always kind of a rock, kind mm-hmm. of an island, you yeah. know, as Simon yeah. and Garfunkel might say. Yeah, as, um, yeah as, as they very well might, they might have written that song based on David <laughs> for all we know. Yeah, they do look like a couple of fucking nerds, don't they? They do. Um, so, yeah, I mean, where this takes Leto, who knows? Down the golden path? Sure. What does that mean? <laughs> I don't know. Um, but I, I definitely think the next time we meet up with him, he will be turning the tables. Yeah, absolutely. Somehow. Whether that means leaving the Sayach mm-hmm. or killing Namri, I don't yeah. fucking know. But he's he's going to be doing something. He you will. Know? He's going to be he's, active. He's forever changed. Forever changed. Yeah. And uh, what kind of person he is now, it re- remains to be seen. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the, the passages from before seem to be like, oh, you know, maybe he leads with kindness, mm-hmm. right? We yeah. kind of get that. Uh, I know. But yeah. I, 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 one more thing that's interesting. Um, Leto mentions, not in this chapter, the one before with with David. Before we meet Gurney. David has yeah. him there and they play the riddle game. Uh, Leto mentions, he's like, what if I'm not even in Jackaroo too?" Yeah, you know what if this isn't even it, and I just came here, and you know I'm gonna fucking I fucked everything up. Yeah. Um. I, I think that's a pretty interesting thought to introduce. Whether or not it's you know it's like if it is Jackaroo too, then it's like oh whatever you know it's just yeah. part of Leto's thoughts, and if it's not, um, then that would probably be a pretty big part of what might happen next in Uh in Leto's story. I don't know, but I I think it's just worth mentioning because he does mention that, that it's not really confirmed by anyone that he is actually in Jackaroo 2. It's we're still, even now just working off the best assumption that we have. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, I, I think it's likely that, that this place used to be Jackaroo 2 or maybe somehow, true Jackaroo 2 is hidden within it. Uh, yeah. So it's... Uh, uh, yeah. I don't know. For all we know... <laughs> the, the real Jackaroo 2 was the friends we made along the yeah, way. I, it could, it truly could be. It could be. The real Jackaroo 2 is is the, uh, the, the spice trance <laughs> that we... that was thrust upon us unwillingly. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think that's 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 going to be interesting, and and I would like to learn more about just exactly what Jack Jackaroo two is slash was, and what the what how that connects to the Golden Path. Yeah, didn't I kind of forget now if it was this section or last section, and we didn't touch on it, but didn't someone talk about the Legend of Jackaroo two finally? Where uh, yeah, we did. Yeah, they we, they thought. That uh, the whole thing with like the Sayach being destroyed overnight. Oh, that uh, they think the Imperium might have like poisoned the water. Yes. Yep. Leto thought that that it was uh, that that it might have been poisoned because it was you know not active uh, 
during right. night, right? That was and, last section, yeah. And yeah. there, 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 you know, there, there was no animals scurrying around while he was waiting to get, to, to get in there, you know. Um, so yeah, that was that was an, a, a an, an assumption that I mean we still don't know really. I mean, right. Hmm. Okay. You want to talk about this last chapter and yes. wrap up? Let's do it. Okay. So our last chapter here is Ganima being like, I will never in a million fucking years ever marry Faridin. Uh Apparently this proposal was officially sent from House Carino to House yes. Atreides. Uh, and Ganima's like, I will never do it because House Carino killed my brother. So even if it wasn't Faridin, and even if it was his mother and Faridin banished him, whatever, he'll always be a Carino. Fuck them all. Uh, not gonna happen. Irulan actually gets dialogue here. She does, yeah. Um, yeah. I think for the first time in the whole book. Mm, I think she, she I think she talked a little bit earlier on, but this is definitely it's been a long she, it's yeah. been a long time. But uh Yeah. Yeah, we 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 we've got that scene where where her and uh Aaliyah and Duncan are are talking about Oh, right, 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 right. Um, yeah. Thank you for reminding me. Yes. Yeah, but um yeah, it, it's good to see Erlin again for sure. I mean, she's she's kind of trying to be a helping hand and helping Aaliyah convince uh Ganima to do this kind of for the sake of unity and for healing, you know, very very liberal sentiments from uh from Erlin. Yeah. Um and and it ends just with with her kind of being disgusted by both of both Aaliyah and Ganima because of yeah. how 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 you know um, violent they're they're being or trying to to turn this. Yeah, I really like how how uh, <laughs> Aaliyah and Ganima have this like mutual realization um of what they can do yeah and 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 how their their plans align um without them ever explicitly saying like i'm gonna fucking kill faradin and ali aliyah being like cool i want you to do that you know like instead uh Ganima's like, oh yes, yeah, so I'll do this, but on my terms, yeah, you know, exactly, like, yeah. and Aaliyah's like, yes, of course, like, uh, yeah, and like, right, it, the whole time, Irulan's like, fuck you, yeah, guys. You know, she's like, you guys are fucking crazy. What do you like? Yeah, I don't want to be involved in this. Um, but uh, yeah, it's 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 um, it's funny because like they're trying to convince her to to, to marry Faraday, and she's like, well, if I ever get into a room with him, I'm, I'm gonna kill him. If I ever see him ever, I'm gonna kill him. <laughs> Then Aaliyah's yep. like, all right, okay. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. At first she's like, man, we gotta, yeah, you know, and I think it circles back a little bit to what you were mentioning about Jessica and the B'nai Gesserit and the way that they create these uh, portrayals of themselves 
you know, and it's not so much just about um, saying the right thing, but but about playing a convincing role, you yeah. know, being yeah. a constant actor mm-hmm. to uh, to the point that you right that you know no one would suspect that you're doing otherwise, mm-hmm. um, and. If not for the first chapter that started this section with Aaliyah and the guards, I would have simply assumed that Aaliyah's change of heart, quote unquote, is genuine. You know, that at first she was trying to convince Ganema to marry Faradin in earnest. And then she's like, oh, well, clearly this isn't going to work. So, hey, let's go along with it. You can just kill him. But. We kind of know that that's all part of Aaliyah's plan, too, you know? Yeah, yeah. And so it, it, it kind of seems to follow that um, that she is initially playing this role of, of the exhausted, frustrated, uh, you know, political player just trying to get this relationship to happen. And then she pivots at the end in order to compromise slash just like fucking give or, up and yeah, agree with show, Ganima, you know sh- like show Erlan or or everyone else that she's compromising but in reality right. you know getting what she wants right um, exactly that that this is her ultimate goal anyways yeah, yep and so so Ganima is seems to be um you know playing into that uh, just kind of in this 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 blind rage in a way. Yeah, yeah, um, absolutely. And and uh, it's going to be interesting because because Erlin really posits that doing this will will you know tear the the Imperium apart. You know, like it, it's gonna it's gonna yes. really fuck shit up. Yes, uh, on on a massive level. And um, yeah, so so we'll see if that is if 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 her prediction of of turmoil comes true. Yeah, yeah. If we um, I mean, between this and then the whole conversation with um Jessica Duncan, Faradin, and uh, the message from the Landsrad, you know, like this is all things happening in the background, but like. Yeah. If this really kind of pans out into um, into like a larger political conflict with like the Landsrad and the Frau Fleshes and yeah. whatever shit, like I would love to get like some minor to major house action going on because I really like and was was. Um, intrigued by the balance of powers in the first dune book you know because you have the emperor and then you have the landsrad and the landsrad is kind of split up into major and minor houses Mm -hmm. and then you have the chome company and then you have the spacing guild you know and like these are the the four main interweaving forces that 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 check and balance each other's power. Yes. And, um, the, the empire that Paul's created doesn't seem like there's been any meaningful opposition. No, you know, in, 
in 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 any way that could harm it you know that like paul because because he's had this um you know religious base i think he's kind of separated himself from the traditional balance of power that the empire would usually face yeah but like paul's been able to transcend those checks and balances by by building his empire on divinity you know and so i feel like this is kind of bringing it back a little bit to like you're not above this shit like you can only play this game for so long you can only push your luck for so long and i think it would be really cool if there are some actual consequences reverberating out into the galaxy be you know beyond just dune beyond just secundus like i would love to get some some weird offbeat major minor houses pulled into this story just for the sake of being like you can't do whatever the fuck you want all the time you know yeah um this this and this this would be a a cool (laughs) consequence yeah yeah i mean you're you're right It, it, it would be cool to see some other smaller players in the game um and see what this does to them because you're right about the opposition like the the biggest opposition we've had so far is the the conspiracy you know which is which only ended up making the legend of muadib more powerful so yeah um even though it did you know kill him <laughs> at the maybe. end maybe maybe um it, it did just end up making the his his base more powerful so i it's a yeah, um, that that would be, it. and I I think Aaliyah is is such a chaotic character that um, she she would be the one to to bring about these consequences without having any, um, with with without kind of fearing them or thinking that they're gonna actually like I I I do I feel like she thinks she's invincible, you know? Yeah. Um, and and I I I think when she falls, she is gonna fall really hard. Yep. Yeah, same. Um So Ganima. Um yes. Do we think that uh I don't know. I feel like we've spent this this episode talking a lot about you know, our we meant to believe that the actions and even perhaps the inner thoughts of the characters that we are allowed to read, you know, do we take them at face value or do we think that, um, that their sincerity is part of their own personal plan as well, you know? So to that end, do you think Aaliyah has the upper hand on Ganima here and is using Ganima for her own plot? Like is, is Ganima truly only focused on getting revenge on house Carino now and is able to be manipulated by Aaliyah or does Ganima have something of her own going on that, that we're not fully aware of as well? Yeah, that's a good question. I do think that Aaliyah thinks that she has the upper hand on Kanima. Um, <laughs> yes. I, I do think that they, that Ganima, even though she, she and Lido are separated now and she does believe him to be dead. I still do think she is working towards 
the kind of goal they created together in some way, whether it's totally subconsciously or partially subconsciously. Um, yeah, I, I, I do think that she is, um, playing Aaliyah even still. I still, I, I do think Anima has the upper hand. I think we'll maybe see that soon. Um, just yeah, I I it, it it wouldn't make sense to me for her suddenly to even with a traumatic event like the death of her brother it, for 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 her to suddenly kind of lose, um, lose the foresight like this. Right. Yeah. True. Especially given in this in this chapter, um, Ganima several times refers to. Um, Aaliyah as like oh my beloved aunt yes yes you know, yes 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 yeah she's uh, yeah yeah she's buttering very her up. clearly yeah very well she sorry <laughs> so like to me it's kind of it, it it starts out kind of sarcastically and then it, towards the end it's kind of seems like it's it's uh maybe fake sincere but there's a difference yeah well I take it more as um there's this moment in their argument where um, I, I forget what Ganima says exactly, but, but Ganima and Aaliyah have this mutual recognition that Ganima realizes that Aaliyah has gone full abomination. Yes. Oh yeah. Yeah. That, yep, 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 yep. that she knows that Aaliyah has been possessed, possibly even suspects it's the Baron doesn't say that, but yeah. you know, she could extrapolate that shit mm-hmm. probably. Um, because Aaliyah herself is thinking, oh, is Ganima possessed? Like, are we yeah. abomination buddies? Yeah. Yeah, you know, I know. <laughs> like maybe we can like make friendship bracelets and shit. Um, and Ganima kind of knows that's what she's fishing for and kind of just says in a way that only Aaliyah understands like, no, fuck you, but I know you are yeah. and you're not getting away with this shit. Yep, and then right. they're both really quiet for a while, and Yerlan's like, "Guys, what are we talking yeah, about?" Like, happens. you know. Um, so, I, I guess all I mean to say is, like, it's clear that Ganima knows that um, Aaliyah is not who she appears to be. Absolutely, that, yeah, yeah. That there's absolutely there's some shit going down, and so yeah, I, I agree. I think it's fair to say that Ganima knows what Aaliyah's up to as well. Yeah. And, um, and, uh, an, an interesting thing, inter- an interesting thing to me is, is, uh, Ganima does think about it and, and does kind of, uh, you know, bring up that, you know, she may eventually share this, this same fate with, with Aaliyah, but, yeah. but, um, not yet, you know, like what, what if, there. what if, Ganima knows that Aaliyah. I mean, obviously, she, again, we've known the whole book that Aaliyah knows, but what if Aaliyah is thinking about. Ugh, what if Ganima is thinking about Aaliyah's possession? Knows that what Aaliyah really wants is for Faradin to be brought to the planet, for Ganima to kill Faradin. Yeah. 
So Ganima is putting on this whole act like she's only out for blood because yeah. of Leto's death. Only wants to kill Faradin. But what if Ganima's acting this way only for Aaliyah to be convinced and to bring Faradin to the planet thinking that Ganima is going to kill Faradin, but Ganima has her own plan. Like she would want to have Faradin alive or, yeah. or that like her and Faradin are going to be like weird partners working together. Like, uh huh. I mean, I, I maybe Ganima doesn't want to kill Faradin. Mm-hmm. I could see that as well. Cause I mean, it like Ganima being a Fremen, it does make sense that she would be out for blood, but also based on what we, what we've seen of her character thus far, it does. It, I mean, it does. It, it it is a little. It's it's a little out of the blue. Her 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 being all all uh, daggers for Faradin, even though he killed mm. or was part of killing her brothers. That it makes total maybe, sense. Maybe. I mean, it makes total sense. But she's, yeah, I mean, she's she's also shown herself to be. She won't hesitate to kill if uh, she thinks it's necessary. Yes. R.I.P. Yeah. Palambasha. Yes. Yeah. So. But I, but I see what you mean, right? She's she's not a a cold blooded killer. She's a killer yeah. of necessity. Mm-hmm. And I think there's a difference. Yeah, so I, I think we're we're gonna see all of these plots play out uh, very shortly, and it's gonna be interesting to see where they intersect and where they uh, diverge. Yeah, I I think these next five chapters, there's going to be at least one big revelation. Like yeah. I, I kind of wonder. Like, are we going to learn who the preacher is? It's, I, I don't know. Maybe it's probably too early for that. They're, they're probably saving that for the end end. But I mean, we're, we're clearly at the point where whatever's going to happen in these next five chapters, I think one of these chapters is going to house something pretty significant. Yeah. I think it's just about time for that. You're on agree. the precipice of something big. Yeah, so I agree. We, we are on the ump cusp. <laughs> as they say as, they, as 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 they would say yeah all right man um anything else from these chapters you want to mention or, or anything else you want to that's it we had a nice long think might conversation i'd say so you know considering that um these five chapters again didn't even amount to 25 pages yeah so we we talked about like 20, 23 pages for like two fucking hours. Is yeah. that is that where we're at? That's where we're at. That's what we do. Kind of um, stupid, to be honest. Yeah, think about but, it. it's pretty fucking dumb. A, but in a fun way. In a fun way. Yeah. Anyways, I hope uh, so. you can email us at doondudespod at gmail.com. Follow us on at CryptoTV on Twitter and Instagram. Um. <sighs> Yeah, I think that's about it. And of course, until next time. Uh we we are rounding the ump cusp, baby. Rounding the ump cusp, baby.